Welcome to another episode of Joy in Your Circus. I'm your host, Sabrina Irvin, and I am so grateful you took the time to tune in today. Listen, life in our world is completely chaotic. Through this pandemic, there are so many unknowns, and right now, as moms, everyone is just trying to navigate this new temporary normal. They keep using the word normal when it's so far from normal. You know, we went from being so busy with activities to nothing to now I feel like I'm busier with the kids at home than I was to begin with. My daughter's in competitive gymnastics and she's doing Zoom workouts with her gym coach Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. every day. Then she has Friday lunches with her classes on Zoom. She has two small group Zoom appointments a week. She's got assignments out the yin-yang. And that's just my daughter. You know, I can't imagine if all four kids were in elementary school. I'm only dealing with two right now in elementary. Like, it's crazy just to keep up with the Zoom schedule, the assignments. And you know, I've tried to record a podcast for the last two weeks, you guys. But the amount of neediness in my house has escalated times a million. You know, I sat down again to record this tonight, and this is the fourth time tonight I have attempted to record the podcast because I had knocks at the door, I peed my pants, knocks at the door, mom, mom, when dad is home. I have had today, mom, I want to go blow bubbles with a neighbor. Honey, no, you can't go over to the neighbor's house. You need to to stay in our front yard. Remember what we talked about. Every time I try to record the podcast, I get interrupted by mom life, which has led me to just be frustrated. I feel like this new normal is so far from normal. Getting even 15 minutes on my own is really tough right now. But in the same token, I'm frustrated, but I am feeling grateful. Because this is episode 21. And I have been really blessed to be able to share stories and topics and conversations with you each week. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in and listen to what I have to say. Don't forget to share the podcast with others. You know, when I created this podcast, it was about normalizing the chaos for moms. Right now, more than ever, we have chaos Times are confusing, we're trying to navigate. Maybe there are moms that you know that are struggling and having a hard time with what's going on right now and how they're running life. I know some of my mom friends in here in Saskatoon are working full-time jobs at home, trying to teach their kids, trying to maintain their sanity. And I send out a huge high five to those moms because I 
am seriously in awe of how you are managing working at home with your kids. It is a lot. So good on you. Keep on crushing it. This week's timeout is inspired by a recent parenting episode that me and my husband went through. And I say episode because I feel like our parenting experience could be a sitcom. And I wanted to podcast it, but the words just weren't coming and it wasn't flowing very well. So I decided to just kind of bank the idea and come back to it. So I had kind of been feeling lately that I should be talking to my husband about having the sex talk with our son. And some of you are sitting there listening, thinking, how old is your son? So our son turns eight next week. Now, before you turn off the podcast, because you think I'm totally crazy to have a sex talk with my eight-year-old, I really do think that there, there isn't a specific age that's appropriate. I feel that the maturity of each child dictates this timeline. We weren't sitting there having a discussion about having a full sexuality sex talk with our son and laying everything out on the line for him. He's eight. But I do think that it was important to open up the dialogue and keep the conversation going with him. But I had no idea where my husband stood on this. I decided to approach him because I didn't know if we were on the same page, if he was going to think I was totally nuts. This is our oldest child. He's our guinea pig, you guys. We've never dealt with this. So I had no idea what was the right way to approach this. So here's me awkwardly bringing this up to my husband. So I think maybe it might be time to talk about the birds and the bees with our son, Jackson. To which he replied, no one says birds and the bees anymore, Sabrina. And then I felt super old. But regardless, I think it's time we should have this awkward sex talk with our son. Now let me ask you, why is it awkward? I don't know why, but it is. So I kind of sat there and I started thinking, you know, why is it awkward? What are some of my thoughts and theories on why this whole thing is awkward? We talk about everything else with our kids, but for some reason this is difficult. And you know, maybe it's awkward because our parents made it awkward for us. I mean, that's only natural that if the conversations didn't flow naturally for you, maybe if you're making it awkward for your kids, maybe it was generations. You know, in, in my family, the conversations with my mom didn't flow naturally. They seemed to come as a triggered result of something I wore that was too provocative or something I said or a boy I decided that I needed to date that triggered these, you know, in the moment, you know, conversations about what I was doing. They weren't really, you know, strategic open line conversations about sex. And I mean, no fault of my parents. My mom you know, my mom came from a family where her mom passed away when she was young. Her dad was an alcoholic. He wasn't there for her like he should have been. You know, she didn't necessarily have 
someone that sat her down and had this heart to heart about sex. So how can I expect my mom to have this amazing conversation explaining everything to me when she didn't have that? You know, like it's logical. Another theory as to why it's awkward for parents is that we're so terrified of what our kids might ask. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't totally terrified about what my kids might ask. Will I know how to answer that? Will I break out in laughter? Will I cover my face in shame? Why do I feel that way? These are important things I need to talk about with my kids. Why am I so afraid of what they might ask? I have no idea how on earth you start this conversation. So my husband says, you know, well, his friends and him probably talk about this on the playground already. I'm sorry, what? My eyes got super wide and I froze thinking about my baby and and talking to eight-year-olds on the playground, getting awfully incorrect information planted in his brain and my mom anxiety wheels start spinning and spinning. So shortly after this discussion, we sat Jackson down at the table. This is where clearly all the important family discussions happen is at our kitchen table. Brandon proceeds to ask him, you know, have you heard about sex? To which he replies, no, what is that? First of all, I wanted to jump on my chair and yell hallelujah as my baby was still untainted with ridiculous notions and ideas from other kids. I was totally relieved to think that he could get his information from us versus some know-it-all eight-year-olds on the playground. Then I instantly, you know, my excitement and relief turned into panic because I didn't know what to say next. Where do you go from there? I covered my face and tried not to laugh as I was feeling extremely awkward. So my husband pulled it together for both of us. He must be more mature than me. I don't know. But he asked if he remembered when mom had babies in her belly. He proceeded to ask him, you know, if he knew how the baby got there. He he drew comparisons to the animal kingdom because my son loves animals. So he talked about fish fertilizing eggs and how the male can fertilize eggs inside the female. We have made very strong efforts over the years to ensure that our kids know proper names for their body parts. If it's a penis, they call it a penis. If it's a vagina, they call it a vagina. Why is that so wrong? And you know, recently I had a chat with one of my close friends and her ex-husband has shamed her about this because she wants to teach their kids the proper names for their body parts, but he thinks that that is not acceptable. I am sorry. No. At what point did our, the biological scientific names for things become taboo or inappropriate? I've heard all kinds of names that people teach their kids and frankly, some are absolutely appalling. I've heard moms teach their sons, pee pee, pecker, dong, willy, ding dong, dingling, really? Or even better yet, the names that they teach 
girls for vagina. But JJ, hoo-ha, coochie, mini moo, Mary, twinkle, foo-foo, flower. Uh, no, come on, really? We can do better than that. Our kids deserve to know the correct names for their body parts. Do they call their heart Sam or Beatty because it beats in their chest? Do they call their elbow Bendy? No, you call it an elbow. You know, it's not only illogical, it's a safety measure. I want my kids to know the names of their body parts and to know what is appropriate and what is not. I want them to know if someone was to touch those body parts that they need to tell mom or dad. I want them to be informed and safe. I think if the kids feel informed, they have a sense of ownership over their body. They feel more... I think they're more likely to vocalize if they felt someone was violating their consent. It goes both ways. I think if they are fully educated and informed about their body, they're far less likely to violate someone else's consent if they're educated early on. As a society, we're in a place where we place a lot of emphasis on teaching our kids nutrition, healthy lifestyle, about all of their other body parts. We teach them about their lungs and what they do. We teach them about their heart. We teach them about their bones and their muscles and how to properly take care of their body. But for some reason, we don't wanna teach them about their penis or vagina. This seems so backwards to me, doesn't it? Anyways, that's my rant about that. Back to the talk. My husband proceeded to tell our son that when adults both decide to have sex, the man puts his penis inside the vagina. I'm not going to lie. I had a really hard time focusing. Yep. Trying to keep a straight face and not breaking down in tears, laughter, red cheeked. I don't know. This is my baby and we're explaining sex to him. I mean... Yes, I would rather that he hear it from us and get his information from us and feel comfortable coming to ask questions of us. But still, it's overwhelming for my mom brain. I guess this could also be a reason that it's awkward. I, You know, you see you, your baby. You, you see this baby and you don't want to think that they will ever have sex. But at the same time, you can't be that naive. You can't be stupid. My husband and I have said from day one, We want our kids to feel comfortable coming to us to talk about anything, knowing that we will always listen and always hear them out. I would much rather my kids come to me about their life decisions and their problems than to be scared about how I will react. I always want the lines of communication to be open and honest. I want them to feel comfortable coming to us to ask questions about anything, not just sex. But you know, I think if we're continually having open dialogue with our kids about things, in the long run, we'll be better off. This first conversation with our son was strictly biological. We talked about how babies are made. We talked about the names of the body parts. And you know, that's enough. We aren't going further into details yet. It's just not necessary. He doesn't need more than that. I think that this is a conversation that could evolve. This is a conversation that should grow as they mature. It evolves with your child. Regardless of your views of sex before marriage, you still need to be open and honest with your kids. Have these conversations. Yes, they may make you uncomfortable. 
They may make you turn red in the face. They may make you totally anxious, but they're important. We want our kids to feel like they can come to us, that they can ask us questions. We want our kids to know that we are there for them. Conversations like this should be continued. You shouldn't just pile it all on in one setting. That's not necessary. It's going to overwhelm your child and you. You want to educate your kids about sexuality, but in stages. Don't feel like you need to whip out your whiteboard and ask them to complete it. Pop quiz. Although the mom and you may really want to do a quiz, it's just unnecessary. I guess my advice to anyone who's thinking about this, if you take anything away from this, it's the importance of being on the same page with your partner. You need to know when you want to have these conversations and what you want to say. Sit down with your partner and have a talk about what you're feeling when your kids are ready. And remember, two kids aren't going to be alike. I don't think you and your partner can say, okay, at 10, we're going to sit down with each of the kids and have this talk. Like I said, I really think it depends on the child. I really think you need to evaluate the situation with each of your kids as you go along. Our son is our guinea pig, like I said. And by the time we get to our fourth child here, when we have these conversations with our youngest, Georgia, maybe we'll be better equipped to handle these things, or maybe not. Every kid's different, so maybe by then we're gonna be totally unsure of what to do all over again. You don't have to have all the answers. Start the open, honest dialogue with your kids, and you might be surprised how natural it flows once you actually get the conversation off the ground. Whatever you do, please don't call a vagina a foo-foo or a mini-me. Please don't. So, the next few episodes of Joy in Your Circus are going to be a little different. I've got an episode coming up with my husband. We are going to be recording some new and fresh commentary on parenting and marriage. You definitely are not going to want to miss those episodes with him. I've got a couple mom conversations that are coming up as a special treat for you. I have a conversation coming up with a couple moms and there's going to be three of us in a conversation tackling pandemic parenting and just tackling some really present issues right now for us as parents. So keep watching our Instagram page, following along, submit your feedback to me. If you've got some things you want us to talk about on the podcast, shoot them my way. I hope that today you take a deep breath. We need to take deep breaths. I've been stepping outside of my house even for 30 seconds to get a breath of fresh air when it becomes too much. You are mom enough to handle anything that comes your way today. It may not feel that way, but you are. You're strong, you're incredible, and you can do this. Take a deep breath. Go and find some joy in your chaos, in your circus today.